part three section two chapter twenty one of organic evolution this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by k hand organic evolution by richard swan lull chapter twenty one scansorial adaptation need of scansorial adaptation climbing on the part of arboreal animals is not necessarily a manifestation of ambition but quite the reverse in that relatively feeble creatures may take to the trees for safety and retreat and for abundant and easily procured food historically arboreal life is of more than passing interest for it is probable that practically all flying vertebrates except fishes were derived from scansorial types and that on the part of the mammals at least during the long age of reptiles arboreal life was the one factor more than any other that safeguarded the race and rendered its subsequent evolution possible the list of climbing animals is very great but of those which show very marked adaptation to arboreal life the numbers are relatively few a partial list is as follows class pisces climbing perch anabas scandens mud skipper periophthalmus barbarus class amphibia stegocephalians from the coal measures tree trunks tree frogs very large group with convergences cosmopolitan except for africa class reptilia lizards especially geckos and chameleon tree snakes proavian class aves passerine birds Huatzin, parrots, woodpeckers, wood hewers, and several instances among the typically terrestrial orders. Galliformes, Cruasaus, Guans, Chacalacas. Gruiformes, trumpeters. Anseriformes, tree ducks, Muscovy ducks. Pelicaniformes, snake birds, comorments. Class Mammalia order marsupialia didelphidae opossums all but chironectes the water possum phalangeridae phalangiers macropodidae dendrologus the tree kangaroo dasyuridae dasyurius fascolagale order endentata bradypodidae tree sloths myrmecophagidae Ant eaters, Tamandua, Cycloturus, Cohort Ungulata, Hyracoida, Dendrohyrax, the tree hyrax, Agriocheris, an extinct Oridont, Order Carnivora, Felidae, cats, many partially, jaguar only wholly, Viveridae, civets, etc., Cryptoprocta, Vivera, Arcticus, Procyonidae, Procyon, the raccoon, Cercolopites, the kinkajou, Nasua, the quati, Basaricus, Basasiren, Mustelidae, the martens, and Heliacus, Ursidae, the brown bears, Order Rodentia, Anomaluridae, flying squirrels, Ciuridae, squirrels, Lephiamidae, Myoxidae, Dormice, 
Cercolabidae, only the American tree porcupines, Erethizon. Order Insectivora. Tupaidae, pen-tailed shrews, Erinacidae, Gymnura only, Galeopithecidae, flying lemurs. Order Chiroptera, bats. Order Primates, all but man and baboons. Only accepted orders Monotremata, Cetacea, Sirenia. Classification Wall and Rock Climbers. The classification of scansorial animals from the standpoint of their adaption groups them into three subdivisions, of which the first are the wall and rock climbers. These are not necessarily tree inhabiting at all, but are, like the gecko lizards, well suited for climbing on the walls of buildings as well as on similar surfaces in nature. The geckos are, however, a very old and widely distributed group, and the range of their individual adaptation is great. Hence, it may well be that their scansorial adaptation is, after all, a response to arboreal life, and that the peculiar structure of their climbing organs rendered subsequent rock climbing possible. Among mammals, there is a genus of flying squirrels limited to high altitudes at Gilgit and perhaps in Tibet, and thought to live on rocks, perhaps among precipices, bedard. Here again we have a form whose ancestry may have been arboreal, but if not, it would afford an interesting instance of volant adaptation without an intermediate arboreal habitat. Partially arboreal forms. The second category, the partially arboreal, embraces a number of carnivores, rodents, and insectivores, which, while capable of climbing, nevertheless are still perfectly at home upon the ground beneath the trees. They may nest in the trees with more or less extensive terrestrial excursions during the daytime, or they may climb for food and live on the earth unless impelled by hunger. Their climbing adaptations are not very marked. Holy Arboreal Forms Still a third group embraces the holy arboreal types, creatures which make the trees their home, and while some occasionally descend to the ground, as in certain primates, gibbon, their terrestrial progression may be slow and laborious compared with that in their true habitat. Holy arboreal forms, according to their mode of locomotion, may be grouped in the following subdivisions. 1. Branch runners, like the squirrels, marsupials, lemurs, and chameleons, which live and progress on all fours on the upper surface of the branches. The group embraces, nevertheless, some instances of very perfect arboreal adaptation, as the great majority of tree dwellers are here included. 2. Forms suspended beneath branches. The sloths, for instance, are so constituted that they cannot walk upon the branches, but rest and move suspended from them by the powerful recurved claws of all four limbs. Sometimes when quiescent, if a convenient branch lies sufficiently near, the sloth may rest his back thereon and relax the hold of one or more of his feet, but the inverted position is rarely reversed. On the ground, the animal progresses with the utmost difficulty. The bats should perhaps be included under this head as they rest suspended by the hind limbs head down. The same position of rest is assumed by the so-called flying lemur, Galeopithecus, really not a lemur at all, but an insectivore. 3. Forms swinging by the forelimbs. These forms show a very remarkable method of progression by means of the forelimbs, swinging with great speed and accuracy from limb to limb and from tree to tree. The hind limbs are comparable to those of the tree-dwelling marsupials, and the creatures rest and progress on the tops of the branches at times, although the forelimbs are almost 
the sole organs of more rapid locomotion here belong many of the primates more especially the great or man-like apes modifications body climbing adaptation as in the other lines of adaptive radiation implies certain bodily modifications as well as those of limbs body contour is of little moment in climbing but strengthening of chest and ribs and of shoulder and hip girdles is of importance nevertheless in thoroughly arboreal types the section of the thorax anteriorly is subcircular and the ribs are much curved in contrast with the compressed thorax and flat anterior ribs of the quadrupedal running types anthony the ribs especially in the sloths are more numerous and afford ample support to the contained viscera in their inverted position the dorso lumbar series of vertebrae is often elongated especially in the tree sloths of the genus Colopus, where the number has apparently been increased from about 19 normal for the order to from 25 to 27 as a response to arboreal need the same is true of other forms capramis an arboreal rodent has 23 as compared with the normal 19 and dendrohyrex the only arboreal ungulate now alive has six more than its terrestrial hoofed relatives limb girdles the shoulder girdle is especially strong in that both elements the clavicle and scapulae are well developed whereas in terrestrial types the clavicles tend to diminish even in closely related forms and may entirely disappear as in cursorial quadrupedal forms the fore and aft swing of the limb of a deer or horse would be distinctly limited by a clavicle but in a climbing type whose arms are subjected to much more varied and violent strains the clavicle is very essential as it withstands the compression of the powerful breast muscles the scapula is also well developed but not exceptionally so pelvic girdle the ilium or hip bone especially shows modification in such types as the sloths and primates as it is broadened out as a support for the viscera this is markedly true of the sloths whose inverted posture necessitates additional support since the mesenteries or membranes which sling the intestine to the dorsal wall lose much of their efficiency when the body is erect or inverted limbs in contrast with the cursorial types it is the proximal limb segments which now elongate especially in the suspended and arm swinging forms those of the sloths again being very long while in the great apes the relative length bears a direct ratio to the creature's climbing powers reaching the extreme in the gibbons halobaces, whose arms are so long that the knuckles of the hand touch the ground when the animal stands erect the progress of the gibbon from tree to tree is little short of marvelous climbing forms are generally plantigrade some of the raccoons secondarily so in certain lemurs the tarsus may elongate but this is probably due to the fact that the creatures leap as well as climb and the elongation of this segment is a response to the former need rather than the latter feet the feet of arboreal animals may be either prehensile that is grasping with more or less opposable digits or non prehensile in the non prehensile type the claws may be well developed as in the squirrels or the cats giving a fairly tenacious hold in the canada tree porcupine erythizon the plantigrade feet are armed with long curved claws in addition to which the soles bear spines and tubercles which aid in climbing adhesive pads either on the tips of the digits or on the soles of the feet occur in several isolated instances such as the tree frogs geckos and dendrohydrax among mammals the frogs are aided by a sticky secretion of their pads 
tree frogs when hopping on to a vertical plane of clean glass slide down a little probably until the secretion stiffens or dries into greater consistency wet leaves or moist glass walls afford no hold the adhesion of those the adhesion of these frogs is assisted in most cases by their soft and moist bellies just as a dead frog will stick to a pane of glass gadow the geckos by means of their adhesive digits climb up absolutely smooth and vertical surfaces or back downward along a whitewashed ceiling the apparatus gadow says is complicated in its minute detail but very simple in principle the adhesion is effected not by sticky matter but by small and numerous vacua Dendrohyrax, the tree hyrax, is allied to the coney of scripture, which in turn is a distant relative of the proboscidea. Chapter 34. The tree hyraxes frequent the trunk and larger branches of trees, sleeping in holes high up in the big trees, especially, according to Roosevelt's observations, the cedars. The adhesive organs have been described by G. E. Dobson, who says that these animals are enabled to climb perpendicular walls and trees without the use of claws. The thickly padded, tuberculated soles are drawn up by certain flexor muscles, thus leaving a vacuum by means of which the animal retains its hold. The primitive type of prehensile foot has been developed in the two great mammalian groups, that of the marsupial being represented by the possum, and that of the early placentals by the creodons, the archaic flesh-eating mammals, see chapter 32, the foot of which has been shown to be a terrestrial modification of a grasping type. Feet of the prehensile type are found today in the marsupials and primates. In the former group, it is the hallux or great toe which is offset so as to oppose the fourth digit, the second and third being bound together in a common integument. Syndactyly, see page 281, and so slender that their combined strength about equals that of the outermost or fifth digit. In marsupials, which have become terrestrial, the offset great toe has become vestigial, or may entirely have disappeared, as in the kangaroos. In the primates, while the foot is perhaps most apt to show this opposable first digit, it also exists in the hand, although it is nowhere developed to the degree shown in mankind, wherein the final perfection of the hand as an organ of prehension has developed since its release from the necessity of arboreal locomotion syndactyly has already been referred to as occurring in the marsupials and even such as are no longer tree inhabiting like the kangaroo still exhibit this feature in unreduced condition it doubtless arose primarily however as an arboreal adaptation the koala shows a rather remarkable modification for climbing for the foot has a long widely offset clawless great toe syndactylous second and third toes which are clawed and powerful clawed fourth and fifth toes the former being the longer the hand on the contrary has five subequal digits all of which bear sharp claws but two digits number one and two oppose the other three its clinging powers are so great that even death will not dislodge the creature from the tree in which it is shot among reptiles the true african chameleons exhibit remarkable syndactyly as it extends to both fore and hind feet on the hand the first three fingers form the inner bundle and are opposed to the outer two which are likewise syndactylously bound the foot is similar but reversed in that the inner bundle contains two the outer one three digits these very admirable grasping organs are supplemented by a prehensile tail so that the creature is very firmly anchored in position which is rendered necessary perhaps in part by its method of securing insect prey by the unerring aim of the enormously extensile tongue 
in the so-called scansorial birds such as the parrots woodpeckers and the like the outermost toe has been rotated backward in such a way that it and the hallux oppose the second and third toes the fifth as in all birds being absent this gives a very firm grasp both for the actual grip of a branch as in the parrots or reinforced by strong claws enables the animal to cling to the roughened bark of a tree trunk in the parrots woodpeckers and cuckoos the rotation of the outer toe is permanent and the foot is called zygodactylus certain others owls etc may turn it backwards or not at will while arboreal forms usually have need of all their digits occasionally one sees digital reduction the foot of the koala with syndactylous second and third toes functions as four-toed even though consisting structurally of five certain of the primates lemurs on the other hand some of which resemble the koala superficially very much have actually lost the second digit so that so that the opposability of the first in grasping a limb is unimpeded in the lemur pato etc the fourth digit is the largest as in the koala digital reduction is also seen in the tree sloths the two-toed sloth colopus having but two in the hand and three in the foot while the three-toed sloth bradypus there are three in each and the hand and foot are both somewhat elongated especially in the powerful hook-like claws which as in the koala retain their grip on the bow even after the animal has been shot tail the tail may be prehensile or not as in the case of the feet if non-prehensile there are ectodermal spines or scales on the underside as in the flying squirrel anomalurus which prevent the animal from slipping down the same effect is produced in the woodpecker by stiff spiny feathers which are braced against the tree trunk to which the creature clings the posture is familiar and enables the bird to drill into the wood for the grubs upon which it feeds or to excavate cavities for its nest or for the storage of food prehensile tails are found in a number of unrelated instances as for example the chameleon lizards which have been mentioned the possums the tamadua which is one of the ant-eaters and certain of the new world monkeys cibidae, such as the spider monkey the howlers and the capuchins where the prehensile powers are well developed the tail is naked on the under surface near the tip one of the most perfectly adapted of these forms is the spider monkey ateles in which the tail is highly prehensile and functions as a fifth hand perhaps as a correlation with this excellent grasping organ the real hands have lost the thumb but the four long digits which remain form a splendid hook-like device for suspending the body not all south american monkeys have a prehensile tail on the other hand none of the old world forms do so that its presence is diagnostic of a new world ape other accessory organs other accessory climbing organs might be mentioned such as the parrot's beak and the spines and tubercles which are sometimes developed on the forearm in certain lemurs illipelomer griseus male and upon the lower end of the ankle in galago garnelli in lemur cata there is a patch of hardened skin on the forearm which projects to a large extent and has been called a climbing organ although it lacks the recurved spines both this and the spiny patches of hapolemur and galago have glands connected with them the function of which is doubtful end of chapter twenty one